This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week, Chef Stephen L. Hassan, owner of O Bagel and Loquito in Hoboken, is here to chat about his growing food empire. Later on for our mini self-care segment, Samantha, owner of local organizing business Organized Decor, is in-house to discuss how to get your office organized so you can get things done, because we're not giving up on our New Year's resolutions just yet. For our coffee pick this week, I'm drinking a decaf latte with soy from Lil Dove Cafe JC in the Heights. It's a new coffee shop that just opened a few weeks ago in place of Congress Station. They're located at 589 Palisade Avenue in Jersey City, and they serve food too. Make sure to go by and say hello and tell them we sent you. Don't forget that the month of January is the time to treat yourself with limited time deals in our 2020 local self-care guide. This is a guide on hobokengirl.com that has fitness, beauty, wellness, and beyond. And local businesses are sharing their exclusive offers for Hoboken Girl readers. All you have to do is mention Hoboken Girl or follow the instructions in the post on Hoboken Girl to redeem by January 31st. So not too much time left. Make sure you get to it. Also coming up in the spring, Hoboken Girls Hoboken Wellness Crawl. This is a citywide event happening April 26th. And if you're a local wellness vendor or have a food product or something you want to promote, our applications are now open. You can find more info on this huge citywide event on hobokenwellnesscrawl.com. Last year, we had over a thousand participants and over a hundred vendors. So it's a really, really great event for anyone in the North Jersey area to attend. You can find more info at hobokenwellnesscrawl.com. This episode is brought to you by the 770 House in Hoboken. This new apartment building is located at 770 Jackson Street, and it was just awarded the 2019 Excellence Award for Responsible Development, and they're now leasing their Lux apartments, complete with amazing amenities, including a pool, and we have more info on our site, hobokengirl.com, or if you're interested in having a tour of the building and you want to potentially rent there, you can go to 770 House, that's the number seven and then the word 70, house.com. So grab a mug and let's get started with our news. A new law called Zachary's Law focusing on hit and runs is on the books in New Jersey. Like Amber Alerts, which assists with child abductions, Zachary's Law establishes an alert system to help track down hit and run drivers. The law is named after Zachary Simmons, a 21-year-old man who died in Hoboken in June 2016. He died after the driver that struck him fled the scene. It's looking more and more like Bayonne could be getting a direct ferry that services Bayonne commuters across the river to New York City. Last week, their city council voted in favor of a 10-year lease with Monmouth County Ferry Company Seastreak. This would result in direct ferry service from Bayonne to Manhattan. If you have some old formal wear laying around, listen up. Our volunteer organization, Hoboken Girl Helps, is hosting a formal wear drive in prep for our March 28th community sale. 
How it works is you gather up all of your bridesmaids dresses and drop them off for the drive at the following locations. Hudson Family Chiropractic, Downtown Med Spa in Jersey City, Westside Realty Group in Hoboken, Jane Dew Hoboken, Boutique Realty Hoboken, Boutique Realty Jersey City, and Athleta. You can drop off bridesmaids dresses, accessories, anything you'd like that is formal wear, and you can also drop off new or unused beauty products and hair products and things like that. So there's lots of stuff that needs to be dropped off. And then what we do is we organize it all and we sell it at our community sale, which is open to the public on March 28th, 2020, which is a Saturday at the multi-service center in Hoboken with all the proceeds going to the Dress for Success Hudson County organization. Last year, we raised over $2,500 for the organization. And this year we're hoping for 3000. So Definitely check that out and make sure you start going through your closets. Eli Manning, a former Hoboken resident and two-time Super Bowl winner and, of course, MVP of the New York Giants, announced his official retirement on Friday. The retirement announcement comes after a 16-year career in the NFL with the same team since he was first drafted by the Giants in 2004. Here's to hoping he can now spend a little more time at Green Rock these days. O Bagel's $135 bagel, aptly named the Jumbo Bagel, was enough to recently grab the attention of Time Out New York, who published a feature all about the car tire-sized breakfast food. The bagel ranges anywhere from $40 to above $100, but that depends, of course, on add-ons. Our interview guest today, Chef El Hassan, who's here in the studio, is the innovator behind this creation, and he'll be sharing more. But of course, we just wanted to say congrats to O Bagel on being featured in Time Out. The city of Jersey City has promoted six of its firefighters to the rank of captain. At a ceremony held at Jersey City Hall on Monday, Dave Budnick, Jeffrey Walter, Daniel Dornacker, David Myers, Nicholas Vecchio, and John Beleza were honored with promotions. At the ceremony, Mayor Fulop hailed the city council for providing appropriate funding for the firefighters. The path has been closing stations left and right the last few weeks. Two weeks ago, the Hoboken station was closed, and this past weekend, all stations along the 33rd Street path line, Christopher Street, 9th Street, 14th, 23rd, 33rd, Hoboken, and Newport, were all offline. These path closures may be inconvenient as anything, but they sound like they're for, quote, good reason. According to the Port Authority of New Jersey and New York, these closures are due to signal-related equipment installation and relocation. A fire that set off three alarms early last Tuesday claimed two homes in Jersey City. The fire erupted at 82 and 84 Orient between MLK Drive and Bergen Avenue around 740 on Tuesday morning. Jersey City spokeswoman Kimberly Wallace Scalcioni confirmed to NJ.com that an off-duty firefighter who was on his way to work saw the smoke and reported the blaze, even helping to initiate evacuations of both buildings. After 10 minutes, the two-alarm fire had set off a third alarm. And now for our openings and closings. Pasta y Vino mysteriously closed their doors on January 1st, 2020, and now on their website is a message about the unexpected closure. It reads, Pasta y Vino has been permanently closed as of January 1st, 2020. We would like to thank our staff for four and a half years of service and loyalty. We would also like to thank the people of Jersey City for their support and patronage. We wish the next business coming soon all the best and hope that 2020 is a great year for them. We'll keep you posted on what this is.
Little Hoboken Studio, a parenting resource for local parents, has officially opened its doors on Clinton Street and celebrated with a ribbon-cutting ceremony. In their new location, Little Hoboken will serve as a photography studio, retail space, and a place where local businesses can potentially host retail pop-ups. Another Jersey City Newark Ave spot, LITM, better known as Love is the Method, a Jersey City bar known for its cocktails and art shows, has closed for good last Thursday after 17 years. Founder Jaylene Morse said that she had put up the business for sale about a year ago and finally reached a deal to sell it. We'll keep you posted as to what is to come there. A new restaurant specializing in Indian food is coming to Exchange Place in February. Nukad is planning its grand opening for February 3rd and comes from owner Garima Kothari, who posted about the new eatery in a local Facebook group. We'll share more details as they become available. Our special interview guest is someone that was just featured in Time Out New York as an innovator with his jumbo bagel. But if you live in Hoboken, you know he's been killing the food game for several years. Chef Stephen L. Hassan is a local chef, owner of O Bagel and now Loquito, his newest Lebanese-inspired taqueria in Hoboken. And he's here today to talk with me about all things entrepreneurship, following your dreams, and innovative food. Hi, Steven. What's up, Jen? Thanks for coming in. This is awesome. So great to have you here. This is a fancy setup you got over oh, here. Only no. the top notch over here with, no. with Jen Hoboken Girl. Oh, yeah, no, Van Vorst Films. I'll give them a plug. They are awesome. They yeah, have they a really great are. setup. We're in the Monroe Center for those listening. Okay, before we get into things, mm-hmm. I need to know how do you or do you get up early every day? for bagel well, making? Th- <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I don't have to wake up too early anymore. But when That's I first great. opened, um, it was just like, it's either I open, if either I wake up or I don't open the bagel shop, you right. know? So it was like during those tough mornings, I'll never forget my father before I opened O'Bagel, when he was like super hesitant by putting a second mortgage on his home to yeah. invest into O'Bagel. I understand why he was nervous, but his main thing, I was kept on asking him, like, is it because you don't believe in me? And he says, not because I don't believe in you. I'm just scared you're going to quit. <laughs> and I, and you, because this, he's like, it's going to be the hardest time, experience of your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me waking up in the morning, it was part of that. It was in the back of my what mind. Time? I had to wake up at like 4.30 every day, you know, especially at 25 years old when your buddies are going down the shore and parting it up. You're, and, you're working uh, hard. Yeah. And I was waking up at 5 in the 4.30 in the morning on weekends. So oh. it was just about, it's all about mental. It's all it is. Totally. Now, I know you actually started down a similar path to me for work, uh, even though you're obviously in the food business yeah. your entire life as well. You were interning at GQ magazine mm-hmm. before deciding that life just wasn't yeah. for you. I read and you had shared with me and we would have been neighbors at Condé Nast, by the way. Wild. I actually interned at Golf Digest. <laughs> oh, and Golf. Then, and then... Um, which I'm not like I'm not gonna golf that at all. That was actually on my floor. Really? <laughs> so yeah. Funny. So I was interning at Golf Digest, and then after I interned, then they offered me the GQ position. Oh, yeah. I see. So that's when I and was you said like, no. Yeah, I was just like, can't do I, it. I just can't. I can't do it. And you know, I think it was just more of a cool thing to do more than something that I would enjoy. Yeah, you it know? sounds good, but yeah. the reality of it is, it's tough. Yeah, and I just I'm not Loved my personality. Love my ass people, but yeah, it's, it's tough. just it's just not my personality. Just sit behind a desk. I just yeah. can't be doing that. What made you change the course? It was that feeling of not being able 
able yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I think sit. throughout my whole life, I always do things that I like that I'm happy doing. You know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't the best student because I just I just didn't really care, and I knew that I didn't really need it for certain things I wanted to do. And you know, throughout every time I worked at places, I really wanted to enjoy wherever I was. So I just wasn't happy, and I was like, all right, I'm not doing that. So I always like fig. I always was. I was always the type of kid. I've been an entrepreneur since I was like 13, mm-hmm. just flipping certain things and all of that. Cool. And I just was like, all right, I'm just not going to do that. So it was just really just something from the heart. And now you're a French classically trained chef. Yeah, which is and wild. Own two restaurants, Obagel yeah. and Loquito. So let's talk about Obagel mm-hmm. and how the store in Hoboken came about. Yeah, so you know, I was 23 years old when I was after college, rejected GQ, blah blah blah. Was waitering at McLuhan's Boathouse, and I'm not a reader at all. But I randomly read Malcolm Gladwell's um, mm. Outlier. And the 10,000 error rule like really hit me home, you know, and I was like, what what have I done in my life that that I could be successful doing already at this stage of my life? 10,000 hours. So I was like, I've been working in the food business my entire life. You know, my father founded Obagel when I was five years old. Um, and the first location is in Sterling. Sterling. It's like right behind like it's like in a doctor's office type of setup. It's a really random location. And I was always like, that's where I really grew up. And um so that's really what it was. It was like, I knew I wanted to open my own business. The only person that was willing to invest in me was obviously my parents. <laughs> but the challenge was figuring out a location and also figuring out how I wanted to do it. Because if, um, and that's that's really what got us to the next level was really just me just allowing me to just do my thing, you know? So again, my parents put a second mortgage on their home and it was just all of us, I, myself, my mom, my sister, the general contractors. Family. It was just, it really is. That's why I did that Instagram is Obagel Family. Yes. You know, it's like that. That's really what it is, being a part of a community and culture. So I wanted Hoboken because it's where I wanted to live. <laughs> and now um, you do live here. Yeah, now I do live here We're for neighbors, five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I believed in Hoboken. A lot of people from my hometown are in Hoboken. So I was like, all right, this is a good transition. You I, got I lines out the door now. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> you know, and, and that was it. So I just opened up and then, you know, I took that location, 600 Washington Street. It was a previous bar. It took us over a year to do construction. Little did I know what I had to do and what it entailed. That was Sullivan's before, Yeah, right? and I don't think people really, like the risk that really, I think my naive confidence is really what created that success for me. I hear that from a lot of young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs because 100%. you have to be almost naive to yeah. do it because we feel myself I'm included yeah. you just really have to pretend that nothing's going to happen that yeah, doesn't it's, suck it's like, it's like borderline delusional <laughs> yeah. you know and just believe like but it just shows that like honestly just like confidence you know grit it's just those two things is massive and optimism, you know? So like that was it. I mean, in reference to the risk component, you know, my parents have those stores, you know, all th- they have three stores and all three of them cumulatively, their rent is cheaper than mine in Hoboken. So like that's the type of it's level crazy. of risk that was involved. And it was really just going to be like, all right, I have to do this and I have to differentiate myself um, against the competition in Hoboken. That's And you did it. Yeah, thankfully. I mean, that's really what it was. It was really just taking the... Uh, just seeing what I already what I already knew, right? Which is the bagel, obviously itself. And then I was like, okay, how can I put my own spin on it? Mm-hmm. And, and you've um, done that. What What are some of the spins you've yeah, it's done? Like a perfect on... example, like the Ridge Diablo. You know, that really like differentiated ourselves. The Ridge Diablo is named after my hometown. Um, the Watchung Warrior, you know, with the pastrami egg and Swiss, and then just all of the different sandwiches. The I'm early hungry. bird. <laughs> yeah, every single different sandwich. It was really just how I got the vision was to. I saw a bunch of gourmet burgers like popping up left and right. When we were um, like in college, you know, 2010 to 2013 at, um, realm. So I was like, okay, let me try and do my own interpretation of breakfast sandwiches. So that's really what it was. It was just gourmet sandwiches. I knew it wasn't a lot of families in Hoboken. So I know a lot of people would just be, every transaction would just be a sandwich. Totally. And people really 
love it. There's lines out the door. You were featured on Man vs. Food. Mm-hmm. And what else have you been featured yeah, in? Yeah, just like, you know, the same stuff. It's just like Guys Grocery Games, you know, Good Morning America, Today Show. Casual. Bravo. I know Bravo? You're Bravo. Oh, I love yeah. Bravo. What were you on Bravo for? It was just the bagels. That's all it was. It was just like they, what, they, they ordered a, uh, it, was on the, it was on the website. Oh, on the cool. website. And then Andy Cohen had it like as a jumbo bagel he, he, thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the jumbo bagel. Let's talk yeah. about that. So the jumbo bagel really was just like a, it was our, after our first year, and I was like, okay, how can I continue to grow Obagel? You know, our transactions, our retail is really good, and our deliveries are doing well, but what else? So let's do catering. So instead of doing six-foot subs and all of that, I was like, okay, let's do our own version of a six-foot sub. Let's do it on a jumbo bagel. So that's all it really was. It was like, okay, I was messing around, and I just was like, okay, I want to make sure it's not too gimmicky, you know? Like, obviously, it's interpreted it's as that. So whatever. so cool, though. But it's, it's huge. Like, it's huge. And then on top of that, it's not just for, I think the biggest misconception, it actually genuinely irks me, is when people are like, <laughs> why would any one person eat that? It's like, dude, no of one wants, of course, it's that. for catering purposes. So for like <laughs> weddings and guests. caterings and bridal showers <laughs> and things like that, we get a lot of uh, weddings, like the mm. day of. Or the day after, we get a lot of tailgates and oh, just catering fun. events. It's just like a fun thing to have, you know? So when I did that- the brunch party. Yeah, I, I didn't have much of a marketing budget, so I brought my 16-year-old sister with me. We got a camera. I edited a video, did a quick video, tagged Thrillist inside on all of them. Next thing you know, they, they hit me up, and then, like, thank God, that's really what got all of that press going. And then you're just building those relationships, and the next thing you know, every time you're doing something- You're telling you know, them or they're asking them, about yeah, it. Yeah, you're, they're reaching out to you or you're contacting them, and I think the relationships is what really got to the next level. I totally agree, and I think that's what's been awesome for you. You can tell that people love your product and your food and just you as a person, you I know, knowing that that, uh, that you're running the show. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's not, it's I'm, I'm leading it, but I'm really is like, again, that's why I keep on saying it's Obagel family, and I, I think building my team is really what created that blessing with um, where we're at currently right now. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing now if I didn't have a strong foundation at the at Obagel, and I really, really treat them like a part of my family, and I want to make them proud by continue to progress because their livelihoods are in my hands, you know, and I take great pride in that. It's like, okay, like their salaries, you know, this isn't just, I don't have just, just college part-timers. I have people that really are paying for their rents and their homes and their families. So I want to make sure that I can grow this thing so they can continue to grow as well as, as people in their personal careers. And you're progressing now with Loquito. Let's talk Loquito. I mean, Loquito was just, again, I mean, Loquito means a little crazy in Spanish. It was a pop-up. Yeah, it was a pop-up out of Obagel. And it was just me just, again, just being an ADD kid and just being like, (laughs) yo, it's we we close Obagel at three o'clock. Let's open up a taco spot outside from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. People went crazy. Yeah, I mean, but little did I know, I was up till three in the morning and woke up at 6 a.m. the next day. It was a crazy, crazy (laughs) chain of events. But yeah, I just... um, so Luquito's vision was really just because I was indecisive between opening up a taco spot or a Lebanese spot. And then I went to Lebanon and I was inspired by the food. And I feel like no one really knows Lebanese food. So I was like, all right, how can I make Lebanese food more um, comfortable and people more accessible and tying that in with Mexican? You know, people love Mexican. Yes. You know, so it's really and I didn't want to compete against anyone's abuela. You right. know, so I was like, let me just <laughs> do my own. It's a perfect marriage. Yeah, it's just creating its own voice. And um, so it's a Lebanese inspired taqueria. Yeah. And it's just really trying to be just a fast, casual spot, really uh, just fast, affordable, filling, and flavorful. That's really what the main focus was. And I can speak to flavorful and filling. It's so good. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been um, it's been an enjoyable ride. But again, it's just like a baby all over again. You know, it's like this has been what, five, <laughs> ma- five months now. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not even like Obagel now I can leave it with the daycare center, you know. <laughs> but Loquito, it's been an awesome uh, it's been an awesome journey and we're still growing each and every day. Yeah, you're hustling and it's so much work. I know especially yeah. in the service and restaurant industry. What would you describe as your typical day? I'm a sure typical day no is typical. I would I would wake up early, it really depends what day, but I go in I go into Obagel every single day. And then I wake up probably around 7 a.m., go into Obagel, check on them, do the get my cup of coffee, talk to my team, help out a few customers. And then from there, I leave around 11 a.m., go to Loquito. Um, I work there till around like 1 30, 2 o'clock. And then I just set up all my meetings that I want to get done. So from like 2 to 5, 2 to 6. And then um, I try to slip the gym in there. I've been just starting to do the gym. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I've been creating excuses. <laughs> I've been just trying to find meetings to go to so I don't have to go to a gym. <laughs> new year, new year. Yeah, really, for real. <laughs> so then I do that. And then I go back to Loquito at like around 7, you know, have dinner with them. Just serve the people, blah, blah, blah. Do you eat all your o'clock. food? Yeah, for sure. I've been cutting back on, I'll be honest, I've been cutting <laughs> back on, I shouldn't be saying this, but I've been cutting <laughs> back on Obagel. I'm, I'm creating potato bowls just so I can start eating there again. <laughs> Um, little, little so I'm creating, carb. Yeah, so I'm, I'm creating potato bowls. I always do a scooped out bagel. And then Loquito is just super healthy. I've actually lost weight because of eating Loquito every day. Um, I get the bowls for lunch or dinner. Yeah, and you've done a lot of, you know, meals that focus on vegans, vegetarians, Absolutely. and uh, gluten-free at yeah. Loquito especially. Absolutely. I think I'm, I'm actually going to try and push the vegan stuff even more so. I have a new menu popping up with Obagel in the next like month or so. We're going to have a lot more vegan options. Vegan cream cheese? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing tofu. <laughs> I'm doing hummus. Yes. Some Boba ganoush, things like that. And then I'm going to, and then we do have a lot of vegan gluten-free options at Loquito. Everything on our menu is vegan except our three proteins. And then you can just add or- Yeah, just add, subtract, blah, blah, blah. And the main focus was that just because of like, not even just the growing trend, but honestly, like it really is healthier. My sister became vegan and I was like, I wanted her to like enjoy our food. And I watched that uh, documentary on Netflix. What, what the was health? That? No, what's it called? It's called- There's um, another one. Game Changer. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. People, it's after actually they, wild. they watch it and then they yeah. like freak I just, out. <laughs> I can't get full off just without protein. But besides that, I do have been trying to cut back. I really have. It's awesome. I, I, I'm not a vegan, but I am close. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really dairy. So that helps really? me. Really? Not, yeah. I think the dairy thing's the hardest part. That's for me. and that's Jeez. why I'm asking about the dairy cream cheese, non-dairy yes. cream cheese, because I miss spread is something cream I have cheese. to totally add. Yeah, there's some good ones out there, but I'm okay with you know like a plant-based butter. There's those aren't bad. So I like that. Yeah. Now, what would be your go-to order at either place? What uh, do you like uh, to order? Oh, bagel. Honestly, just a hot sesame with butter is like my go-to. Ooh. But oh, I I'm do if I'm right having if, if I'm having a sandwich, then I'm definitely getting like a Watchung Warrior Gringo Burrito. What's in those? Um, the gringo burrito is just braised. It's it's braised short rib, eggs, hash brown, pickled jalapenos, pickled onions, and a homemade salsa. And then the Watchung Warriors pastrami, eggs, Swiss, hash brown, mustard. And then at Loquito, I definitely always go with uh, brown rice lettuce with chicken and our beef. I do half and half with tahini mole and pico de arabes. Stop. This is really and killing just, me right and, now. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, just those two. That's, that's my go-to. And when it comes to play, right? Because yeah. work is, you're an entrepreneur, yeah. we're working all the time. What do you do for fun? Like what's the fun, what's the Steven outside of work? Honestly, it's You're like, it's I don't know crazy. anymore. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know. I, I feel like for me, I really try, besides hanging out with just my wife and my family, I really do try and value that time and go out to dinner. We're big like foodies. So even just like being consumed with the food, honestly, just I love just like traveling and going to eat. 
But besides that, I really do love connecting with people and talking business. Like it really is my favorite thing. I just, I just love striving for more. You know, I love mm-hmm. collaborating with people, and I, that that's what that's what creates happiness for me. It's just collaborating with people and just, you know, discussing mutual interests, and that's it, man. I just yeah. love, I just love business. And you're doing that with Adam from yeah, Hoboken Happy, Happy yeah. Hours. Tell me about the podcast. You yeah, so it's one called um, it's called Last Dish, mm-hmm. and we're launching it soon. And it was just great. It was just a great excuse just. To to meet people and conversate with people that I want to talk to. It's fun. Um, I love that part of this yeah. stuff. And then just like to find out more. So really what it is is just focusing specifically on the restaurateur and the hospitality industry. So food and beverage specifically. And just focusing on those outliers and the common themes in them and what created their success, their stories, and, um, and just trying to be inspired by them. And hopefully listeners feel the same way. Who can we expect on the podcast? So we have, you know, Big by Melissa. We have Locke from Ani Ramen. Oh, yeah. We have Mike from Tony Baloney's, um, Solomon Choi from 16 Handles, you know, uh, Misunderstood, Misunderstood Whiskey, oh, those yeah. guys, JD, mm-hmm. JD and Chris. That's great. Yeah, so those are like funny guys. Focused. Yeah, That's just awesome. local focus first and then progress from there, you know? So it's last dish. Yeah, last dish. come out soon. Now, with advice, because I'm sure as an entrepreneur, people ask you for advice. Yeah. What is some advice that you've gotten that would you say really changed your life? I would probably say, I don't know about advice that I have personally been given. I just, I love having chip on my shoulder. Anything that I consume is someone who's like doubted me, right? <laughs> so like that's not stuff that I listen to, to be honest. I'm just weird like it. that. But um, for my own self, what I always try and tell people is, again, is the confidence, grit, and optimism. I'm big on those three things. You know, grit is just going to persevere through those hard times. Um, and it gets really, really hard, you know, especially, but anytime it's a one step back, you always have to realize there's two steps forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's about learning for those things and then the positive and then being optimistic. Right. You just have to make sure that you just like are just confident and, and happy even during January, horrible weather or something like that, you know. And then the other thing is confidence. If you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe in you. And you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You have to be the best looking person in the room. But if you're willing to outwork the next person. Um, you're going to win. It's just it's just how it is. It's like if I want a six pack, I just have to hit the gym and eat well. I don't really want a six pack that bad. But if you really want no more money. No bagels. Yeah. If you really want more money and this and that, like you just have to outwork the next person, you know. So I would say I would say that. I would just say. That's and then, good advice. Yeah. And the other thing, too, the other big one is everyone makes mistakes. Only idiots repeat them. Mm. And that's a big thing. I think uh, you don't fail unless you quit, you know. So I think that's big. That's a good one. Now I have some serious bagel questions for go. you. All right. Gun to your head. If you had to eat a New York bagel. Yeah. Where would I go? <laughs> where would you go? I think I have the best New York style bagels. <laughs> so I wouldn't get New York style. Okay. Because I think Jersey's the best. What's the difference? But I would, like, what would so, you, what so would you the describe? Is, yeah. So New York style is just hand rolled, water bo- boiled, right? I think the big names, I'm not going to call them out, but <laughs> they use machine rolled and they're just, they, they're cutting corners and I just think I have the best integrity of their bagel. But Montreal style, I would have a Montreal style, which is different. That they put honey in their water Never and they have a different that. honey. Um, they have a different uh, oven. So that's black seed bagels. Black okay. seed bagels is Montreal. So I, I would say Montreal, I would say uh, black seed bagels is my go to in New York. Okay. And I think their branding is absolutely extraordinary. Honestly, I think they're abs- I think they're murdering it. They, I know of them yeah. and I don't really they know do many great. New York they do City. Great. I respect them a lot. That's great. If you had to choose one to eat for the rest of your life all day, O-Bagel yeah. o or Loquito? Oh, man. <laughs> you have to, I would probably say, I mean, O-Bagel's a part of my heart, you know? But honestly, like, the, I'm, try, I'm trying to get, be in great shape and do well. From, I'm just going to say Loquito, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've been having Loquito every single day, and I haven't gotten sick of it. So I would say Loquito. 
That's a good one. What can we expect next from you? Because I think you're not satisfied no. with where you're oh at. Oh, my God. I feel like <laughs> I'm just scratching the surface. You're doing I feel like a great job, but I, right I know you and yeah, I, yeah. I know myself like Honestly, that. um... I'm focusing on Lokito. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to continue to push that. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on something for bagels. My next move is definitely bagels. I can't say too much details, but it's going to be probably three times the size as Hoboken. Ooh. And I'm really going to try to uh, really bring like the bagel realm and just to a different different realm. So I'm, 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 we'll see what happens. We're working on bagels. That's all I know. Okay. That's all I can say. Hopefully there's some gluten-free and vegan There's always. There, there is. There already is. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So we always do like a rapid fire with especially our restaurant business owners at mm-hmm. the end of an episode. And so I have some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Favorite local deli? I feel like it's so cliche, but you got to say Fiori's. It just is what it is. I, it is what it is. Pork roll or Taylor ham? Taylor ham. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like Taylor <laughs> Favorite workout spot? Crunch. Favorite. I'll say Project Sculpt too. I'll, pl- I'll, pl- I'll, pl- I'll plug, Chris. <laughs> plug Chris. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Favorite hangout spot when you're not working? Home. Favorite thing to do when you're not working? Eating. Just going out to eat with my wife. Favorite thing to cook? I added that one in. I'd probably say anything to do with Lebanese realm. Favorite place to eat in Jersey City? Uh, Corto. Favorite place to eat in Hoboken, not at your restaurants? I'd say 10th Street. Good one. Favorite go-to delivery spot? We'll have to make you... Besides, besides yeah, Lokito besides Hobagel. Besides your two. Um, what do I get delivery off? Honestly, I get Okinawa a lot. Sushi. Sushi. Favorite Italian restaurant in the area? Corto. Corto's unbelievable. Corto's really good. Favorite place for a cocktail? Grin Vin, Saku, Dan Gregg hits that hits the hits the head on the nail with that. Favorite celebrity that you would wish would move to Hudson County? LeBron James. <laughs> you and my husband. I love LeBron. <laughs> uh, in the summer, do you like to stay in town or go down the shore? I work, so I stay. I stay in town. I would love to go down the shore a little bit more often. My wife just asked me because we didn't go to the beach once last summer. Oh, so you're, yeah. yeah, I got maybe get, open I, an O'Bagel or Lokito we'll down see. there. <laughs> What's who's one person you would love to meet in Hudson County that you haven't met yet? Oh, that's in Hudson County. Mm-hmm. I don't even know anyone I want to meet. I just try. I just persist <laughs> them. I annoy them. <laughs> Thankfully, I've been able to meet. Yeah. T- no, anyone you have met that you were like, wow, I got to meet them. I would probably say the first time I met Buddy. It was a really cool mm-hmm. experience to just you know talk to him. Yeah, I'm and, trying to get him on the podcast, yeah. Buddy. Come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that needs to come to the area? I would just say more diversity with the culinary scene. I'd probably mm-hmm. just say that. In Hoboken specifically? Yeah. Oh, in Hudson County, you said? In anywhere. I'm just curious. I'm just say, asking Besides more. just food, I would say just more experiential things, you know, like bowling alleys, like, you know, things like that. Where you can do say, things yeah, while just, you're eating. Yeah, just like a little bit more experience type of things. Yeah, so where can people find you if they're looking for you? I would say uh, my Instagram account, Chef Sal Hassan, or just check out Obagel, 600 Washington Street, or Loquito, 217 Washington Street. It was so fun to have you in. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. Of Thank course. you so much.
For our self-care segment, Samantha Meck, owner of local organizing business, Organized Decor, is here to discuss how to get your office papers and just your work office or home office organized in general so you can get things done. Welcome, Samantha. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. So you're an organizer. So tell me a little bit about organization as it relates to self-care. How does it contribute to our self-care? Absolutely. So living in the tri-state area, we all live and work all the time. So everything I feel like in general is super chaotic. Mm -hmm. So the thought behind organization, it's much deeper than just having, you know, a tidy space. It really for me personally and all of my clients, it hits home because there's like emotional um, ties to having a clean space so you can relax and be the best version of yourself outside the home. Makes a lot of sense. What are the most common things that people come to you for with organization? Closets and a lot of questions around paper. And right now, since, you know, uh, it's 2020 digitalization, so tech. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, but really a wide range. We we focus on kitchens, pantries. We'll really organize any space that you need help with. That's great. Now let's talk about home office organization, or as you said, paper organization in general. Tell us some tips for work zones and places that you might have a lot of paper that stacks up. I know in my home office, it's that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you like clear it out once a week, it's like crazy how much adds up. So what are some of your tips for people that are looking to get their home office under control? So the first thing I want to say is that organization is something that is a lifestyle. So you need to make sure that you're keeping up with Mm -hmm. everything that we're kind of going to go through today. Organization in the workspace, I find particularly exciting because there really is um, studies that show that an organized workspace increases productivity. So that's an amazing thing to think about. We all want to be the most productive that we can be. So one of my favorite sayings is clear space equals a clear mind. Um, So that kind of ties into having a clean desk. If you have a clean space, then you're able to focus on the task at hand. So I'd like to share a few tips. Please, please tell us. Um, So as far as work zones. So I think this is really important to establish some sort of system. Yeah. What is a work zone? So in and out mail, um, making sure that you have a place to drop things. And then of course, if it's something that needs to go out, making sure that you have a space for that. Any meeting papers, something on your desk that you can grab and go. Um, So that's setting things up. And as far as the work zones, what you really want to prioritize is making sure that the things that are in close proximity to you are the things that you need on a daily basis. Mm, That makes so much sense Mm -hmm. and is something that people need help with because I know I do. Now, what would you say, just out of curiosity for those work zones, do you recommend like a folder or what kind of actual physical thing for that in and out mail and things like that? So on a desk, you have limited space. So thinking vertically usually helps with that. Um, So there's, you know, any sort of stackable system from the container store. Amazon is a great place to find anything like that. Um, But thinking vertically usually helps to save space. All right. More tips. Tell us. 
So one thing that we always see is knickknacks. Um, this is definitely one of my pet peeves. Um, so, you know, of course, you having a photo of your family or your dogs, like I understand you want to have some personalization because it's where we spend. Wait, so much you mean my Mr. Rogers bobblehead on my desk is oh. not. <laughs> my husband not got acceptable. it for me and now I have it on my desk and it, it says like some, it's like you're special just the way you are. <laughs> yeah. And knickknacks gone. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> Check. So uh, basically embracing white space. Again, yep. clean space, <laughs> clear mind. So sorry, the bobblehead Gotta go. might, might have to go into storage. Yeah, <laughs> Storage or trash. Yes. No, no, exactly. never Mr. Rogers. Exactly. Um, Very cool. Any other tips that you have? So any organization, and this is not specific to a workspace, we highly, highly, highly suggest labeling. Mm. So investing, if you're going to invest in one thing, invest in a label maker. You can order this on Amazon. P-Touch is the brand that we use. And that's definitely something that's super helpful for filing. And, and you can label pretty much everything, everything in your life. And then you know exactly where it goes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And labeling keeps you accountable. <laughs> it keeps you accountable is the whole thought behind labeling. And then lastly is uh, focusing on your filing system and making sure that you're keeping papers that you actually need. So a lot of us hold on to documents for our life and that's definitely not necessary. I know it's hard with being a business owner sometimes too because you know you want to keep like receipts and you don't know if do I need this so yeah. Well that's the great thing about being in 2020 that now <laughs> we can scan things. So digitalizing what you can is what I would suggest there. Mm -hmm. That's great. These are such great tips. Now do you think that that if someone like myself or a listener was ready to start organizing, should they just go out to the container store or Amazon and buy containers? Should they hire you? What are like the ways that you get started? Because I think for some people, it really overwhelms them, this process. Absolutely. Um, we definitely hear that often. And the bottom line is a lack of time, right? Yes. So someone that's interested in organizing, you can follow our Instagram at Organize Decor. And every Thursday, we post Thursday tutorials that'll have different tips covering different topics. So that's oh, one way that's to just get some knowledge um, and see where you want to go from there. If you are ready to tackle an organizing project yourself, of course, I want to support that. You know, we're <laughs> definitely capable of doing it. Um, basically start on one small section and focus by category. Don't go out and just purchase product without measuring and, you know, making a plan beforehand. And know what, knowing what you're putting in every container and things. Exactly, exactly. And then if you do get overwhelmed, that's when it's great to call on a professional and we're happy to help you there. That's great. Well, where where can people find you? I know you mentioned your Instagram, but tell tell us again. So um, organizedecor.com is our website and goes into detail of more of our services. And then, of course, following along um, our Instagram at organizedecor. Thank you so much for coming in. This was eye-opening and hopefully getting people started on their New Year's resolutions or maybe just their resolution to be a little more organized. So it was great to see you. Thanks so much.
for longtime Hoboken residents who are listening, this isn't really a hidden gem to you, but it is a gem. It's located at 92 Clinton Street in Hoboken and has been serving cheesesteaks to our city for over 60 years. Piccolo's is the hidden gem of the week. And if you haven't heard of it, now you know. Patty or Patty Boy, as his friends call him, is the current owner, and his father actually opened the shop in 1955 after moving from Molfetta, Italy to Hoboken. While Piccolo's is known for its cheesesteaks and steak sandwiches, there are a ton of other options on the menu too. They're open from 8 to 4.30 Monday through Saturday. Make sure to go by and tell them we sent you. Mohonk Mountain House is our getaway, and this is a lakeside property offering all-inclusive packages with really quaint lodging, buffet dining, which is also all-inclusive, and golfing, and of course, a spa. It's a great getaway that's about an hour and a half from our area, really close to New Paltz, if you know that Hudson Valley scene, and you can head out to explore the small city of New Paltz or stay on the property and just enjoy the amenities and maybe go for a hike. It's called Mohonk, M-O. O-H-O-N-K Mountain House. Our Hudson hero this week is Sotheby's in Hoboken. They put out a coat rack at 319 Washington Street with a sign that says, take one if you need. Such an awesome thing to do for our community. You are our hero. Our Hudson Zero this week, and there's plural, are the news outlets that are focusing on Bruce Springsteen's son as the only focus of certain news stories about firefighters saving lives and putting out fires. There are many firefighters who are doing wonderful things in our community, so it shouldn't be the sole focus of these news stories. You are our zero. In America, according to national statistics, every 98 seconds, someone is sexually assaulted. For Hudson County residents dealing with this kind of trauma, Hudson Speaks is an amazing and invaluable resource, and actually the nonprofit we're focusing on to raise money for during our Hoboken Wellness Crawl. So we figured we'd give them a plug for our nonprofit segment. This nonprofit provides a 24-hour sexual assault bilingual helpline and other free and confidential services. If you are in need of help or know someone who is, the number is 201-795-5757. It's a 24-hour hotline. And if you're interested in getting involved or donating, head to hudsonspeaks.org. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to Stephen and Samantha for coming on the show, our production team Van Voorst Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. And if you do so by February 15th and send a screenshot of that five-star review, you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to a local business of your choice. Just email it to tonthehudson at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us by following T on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you next week for a new episode.